Hello, this is the Live Big Broadcast. Today we will hear a classic message from Bishop Greer. We believe this word will bless you, so let's get into this classic teaching. Jesus does this miracle for men that that wouldn't give up in a very, very depressing situation. You see, that's why we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Because if we are faithful in that valley, we will get through it to the other side. These men were being faithful in their valley. Jesus observed it. He saw it. And then he set them up for a blessing. So just because you're in a valley, that doesn't mean you should give up or you should quit. Stand was God's message this morning. Keep on walking or keep on talking. Keep on, you know, you know the song. Keep moving through that valley. Wash your nets. Get up again. Try again. Go to sleep. Get up again and try again. These are the men that Jesus did this miracle for. But those of us that run into a little opposition or a bad day, we quit. We're not the people that this miracle is for. Jesus saw them at the water's edge, washing their nets, saying, we're going to clean this up and we're going to get up and do it again. That's the heart that attracts God. Are you hearing me? They, they were in depressed situations, but they were fighting the depression inside themselves. Are you hearing me? And they were working to get up again. Well, he saw the men and they were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats. Everywhere Jesus went, he recognized that he was a solution. Jesus is a problem solver. So he knew, listen, if I can get in the middle of their problem, they're going to have the answer. Are you hearing me? So Jesus sees them over there with the problem. The problem is they're over there and he's here. So he says, listen, I want to get into the middle of your problem. And if you let me in the middle of your mess, I'm going to turn this depression into an experience of great joy. But the question is, will you let the word of God, not just the high feeling of God, but the word of God. Jesus came with the word. He came with the word. He didn't get shy talking about urinating and pissing. He, he would talk to, to the Pharisees, call them snakes and scorpions. He wasn't like, he didn't get intimidated by nobody. But they let the unintimidated, unmitigated word of God in their boat. And let me tell you something. Many are not going to get the miracle till you get the unmitigated, yes. the unintimidated, yes. the for real word of God in the middle, right in the center of your life. Yes. Talking to you right where you are. Yes. Not a little pat on the head talking about I'm just trying to keep my members, but talking to you right where you are. You hear me? To move you forward. He got into one of the boats knowing that he's the answer. The one belonging to Simon, the the camera narrows now. From the crowd to this one individual, Simon. And he asked him, put out a little from the shore. 
Obviously, Simon does this. And God often starts little easy things to build you up to the more difficult things. And then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Verse four, when he had finished, please hear me. Many of us want the miracle before he's finished. You don't get the diploma until you've gone through all four years or 120 hours of learning. Listen, you can be three credits short. You'll not get the diploma if you don't finish. The miracle only came when Jesus was finished getting a message across to them. So your miracle is attached to you hearing completely that which God has to say, not just the pleasant part, but the whole thing. You hearing me? When he had finished speaking, when he had finished using Simon's boat for his purposes. I mean, we began a good task and a work for God. And many times people stop in the middle and we wonder why wasn't I blessed? Because you didn't finish. But if you let the man, Christ Jesus, that gets into your boat, run his course and finish the thing he began in you, you will see the glory and the goodness of God in the land of the living. But let him finish. He said, I'm not just the alpha to get started, to get you born again one Sunday. I'm also the finisher. I am the omega, which is the last letter in the Greek alphabet. I want to start this thing, but I also want to finish this thing. And would you please submit the process till I get to the finish point? And then I will release you in a race. If you're running a race, if you uh, leave the blocks before the gun fires. You're disqualified. You can't start before the gun finishes. Are you hearing me? I want a new start, but I got to let him finish before I start. Are you hearing me? So Jesus, there's lots of things he's he's doing here. He's teaching in the boat. So he said, listen, guys, the answer is y'all need to get under the anointing. Not under a bunch of religious teaching, under the anointing. So he gets into the boat. The anointing of God is out there. And when the anointing is on Jesus, he does miracles often. He, he, he deals with the deaf, the blind. Uh, he'll cast out demons, but not this time. You see, the Pharaoh, I'm sorry, these disciples had followed him up to this point in the synagogue. They, they had seen him cast out demons and healing, and healing people. But, but he's like, no, this time I'll make it personal. And if you let God finish, he'll make it personal. He'll give you a miracle that you understand. You see, if you don't have no demons, casting out demons, it's like, that's nice you did that from them. But he wanted to hit these men right where they lived. But he would only do it when he was finished teaching. And they, but, but see, also, though, he, he had them captured by the anointing of God. And, and, and that was a good step. But you see, you can get under this anointing. You could get under the power of God. But if you don't let God finish, are you hearing me? You'll not walk in the complete blessing. But when he finished speaking, he said to Simon, now God's not a user. God used Simon's boat, did he not? He's not a guy that would go to a restaurant and not tip the waiter. He's not that way. He's like, listen, Simon, you need to know something about me from the very outset. These men are about to leave all to follow him. He said, you need to know something. I am not a user. I am not a taker. You give me some, I'm going to give it back to you a hundredfold. That's God's way. That's not a new doctrine. That's God's character. 
that is explained line upon line, jot upon jot, tittle upon tittle in the scripture. God will not let any man beat him in faithfulness and giving. Are you hearing me? All Peter gave him was an empty, defeated boat. And Jesus like, good. If you let me in your broken, beat down, defeated boat. And you let me finish my work in that boat. This is what's going to follow. This is a pattern for you and I. When he finished, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down the nets, plural, for a catch. In other words, Peter, I'm going to speak to you right where you are. Peter, you understand fishing, don't you? Yeah, I created all fish. Peter, I know the demons and stuff you didn't quite get. And some of that other stuff, you, but Peter, you're a businessman. So I'm going to speak to you through your business. How many of you would like God to speak to you? Not just another sermon that's pretty, but speak to you right in your life situation and show you that I'm more than enough, that I am faithful. You hear me? He said, listen, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a fish. You you could say, well, God, if you give me something, then I'll be faithful. Peter had nothing but a boat. But what he had was enough. And he had to push out with what he had. And sometimes I look at others and you look at us, they got all that. It's like, yeah, God, I can see what, but why are you asking me? I ain't got nothing. But all the man had was a boat, an empty, smelly boat of failure. But he let Jesus get in it. And then you see God's miracles are not always independent of us. Often they require our cooperation. So in order for Peter to receive the miracle coming up, Peter has no mind. He doesn't know. He hasn't read the Bible yet. He's, he's, they're, in the, they're making these stories right now, these narratives. He doesn't know what's going to happen. All he knows is to obey. So he pushes out. Oh, well, let's keep going. Uh, put out the deep water and let down your nets for kids. Verse five. Simon answers. He's, he's about to push out. He says, master, he, he speaks to him respectfully. It's like saying, sir. Master. We've worked hard all night and have caught, not caught anything. Now, please notice, though. In your situation of lack, failure, shortage, what you call the master is very important. Many people in the midst of their Christ, they begin to blame God. But that's not you. That's not our spirit, right? That's not what we do. They still called him master. They still treated him respectfully. Oh, Lord, this ain't working. I'm getting a divorce or I'm doing this with my car, my house or my children going crazy. I ain't going to church anymore. Be careful what you call God in times of failure. He calls him respectfully master. And he said, master, listen, he's honest with God. Not lying and putting on airs. So we worked hard all night. And we haven't caught anything. In other words, we're tired and we're disappointed. Fishing is hard work. Because, you, you know, there's a drag net, but there's also that net you throw out that has those little lead anchors. You throw it out and you got to pull it in. And imagine all night throwing out these little nets. You had the drag net on the boat. I mean, you got all the nets out trying to catch fish. And you're going up to the places you know to go. You know, your, your, your granddaddy, your granddaddy's granddaddy. Fish those waters. You've done everything you know to do. All night you're throwing these nets, pulling them back, throwing it, pulling it back, and it comes back empty. That could be frustrating. 
And he didn't say, well, we thought all night. He said, we worked all night. And we weren't successful. But because you say so. In order for Jesus to say so, though, they had to get under his teaching. They had to get under the anointing. And when you get under anointing teaching, God, you begin to hear God's voice much clearer and much better. There are situations I didn't even like what was being preached, didn't even hear, but there was an anointing there. And I got on, I began to hear God. So these guys are in an atmosphere of the presence of God. Never, for, don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Don't forsake such environments and, and atmospheres of power and, and the presence of God. Because your, your miracle could be connected to this very setting. But because you what? Say so. My better judgment says, Master, this ain't going to work. As I taught you before, they could have said, well, Rabbi, you're a carpenter. You don't know nothing about fishing. I mean, why don't you stay in your lane? Now, Pastor, you don't know the Bible, but don't talk to me about other things. You know, st- stay in your lane. But they didn't have that attitude. They respectfully called him master, which also means supervisor or trainer. They say, we're still under your tutelage. We're still under your training. I don't get this. But because you say so. I will let down these nets, meaning I'll give myself another opportunity to be disappointed. You see, after they let down the nets, they have to clean them again. Seaweed gets in them. You catch unclean fish, you have to take out. And as a Jew, that requires some special work. So he was like, listen, I know this could cost me. Lord, if I get up and try again, I'm tired. We work all night, not just, but we work all night. That means I'm not going home to my family right now again. I'm going to be away even longer. And then it means if it doesn't work, Rabbi, you know, I'm going to have to spend another three hours cleaning all these nets. We just finished cleaning. But he said, because you say so, I will let my nets down again. There's some things God wants you to let down again. And you say circumstance, well, they didn't last time. God said, I don't want to hear it because I say so. You are under anointed teaching right now. The presence of God is here. And I'm saying so with the authority of God. Let down your nets. Six. See, don't stop at the say so. What we do is, man, wasn't that a good word? That was a good word. And we go home. And then the next week we come back. That was a good word, good word, good word. And then they go home. But it says, when they had done so. So when you do so after the say so, then the miracle comes. Don't just be a hearer, but a doer. Are you hearing me? When they had done so, the miracle did not happen till they did it. God has a great catch, a great, I mean, a life changing thing for you. But you're not, you're going to hear it maybe here. But you got to get out and put legs to that thing and actually do it. For the blessing to come. We got to move quickly. When they had done so, they caught. When they catch it. When they did it. They caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to what? This is where preaching gets easy. They caught a boat sinking, net breaking catch of fish. How many of you want a net breaking, boat sinking catch? But they caught it because they did it. 
Bible says, so they signal their partners. What God wants to do in your life, please hear me, is so big, he wants it to affect everyone you're associated with. That it's too big for you. And the blessing on you starts getting on others associated with. Be mindful of your association because the blessing of those you associate with can get on you. But remember with, with, with Jonah, the curse can also get on you. But you're rightly associated today. You hear what I'm saying? And may the blessing on my house come on your house. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You say, Pastor, this sounds sermony. No. In the last five years, outside of church, this is not a church salary. And by the way, when I began pastoring Grace Church, my salary was below the poverty line. I was, you know, if I, I was getting tax credits. You hear what I'm saying? So, so I, I, you know, this stuff didn't come from me being some slick guy coming up here with a great message and, and me just taking advantage of folks. That's not where it came from. Over the last five years, outside of church, God has, I, I, by the grace of God, God has caused me to make good business decisions where I have captured a quarter a million dollars. This is outside salary in church. I know what I'm talking about. But you see, I'm not just a preacher all day. I'm a daddy and I'm a husband. And I needed God to speak to me and do some things and some where I lived. And for me, I needed to be done outside the church. I need just for my ego and my pride. I don't know. Maybe it was wrong, but God still honored it. It's like, God, I don't want a church to ever feel they made me. I don't want to ever drive a car. And by the way, I owe nothing but my mortgage. And let me tell you something. What's on me will get on you. And that mortgage ain't going to last too long. Are you hearing me? I said, Lord, I don't want to be in a position where I'm driving a car in church. Like, look at where our tithes and offerings going. No, 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 it ain't. No, it ain't. Or pull up in my house. I'm like, look at that church and look, look what we did. Oh, the, the church is good. No, no, God is good. So for me, as a man, I didn't want that. So God, in His grace, enabled me to do some things, to capture some wealth, make some good decisions, to move my family forward. Now, I didn't say that just to tell you about me. The point is what's on me will get on you because we're in association. Are you hearing me? They signal their partners. Look for the signal, church. Look for the signal in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats. You hear me? Both boats. It's not past this boat going to get filled. All our boats going to get filled. As long as you are my partner. And you can hear the signal in the Holy Ghost come and you're faithful when I bid you come. Are you hearing me? Both boats can be filled. I get frustrated with pastors living large in the congregation. Paul, not the way it's supposed to be. God filled up both boats. And my prayer is that everyone in covenant association. Now, by the way, you can attend this church and I'm not your pastor. You know how you know if someone's a pastor? The same way, you know, we were just in Ethiopia a bunch, around a bunch of sheep several times. And whenever the pastor spoke, the sheep came. The sheep could be dispersed amongst all bunch of other sheep. There, could, there were even goats in the middle of these sheep. But when the pastor signaled, whether it was a whistle, whether it was a voice, the sheep came. So how do you know whether or not Bishop Gray, you give me the title, but how do you know I'm your pastor? You obey. When the signal is gone, is given, you come, listen, please hear me. Don't, don't, I'm not trying to lord over nobody's private life, personal life. That's your business. 
I'm talking about the signal given in this house as it relates to this house, as it relates to our assembly. I'm not trying to tell nobody where to move and who to marry. That, that's not my thing. And dear God, I have enough problems of my own to get all involved in other folks' situations like that. I'm not trying to do that. But the point is, they signaled their partners, and the partners were the one that responded. And the same thing in this house. It could be that 30% of our church are really members of grace. How do you know? Because they're the ones that respond to the call. And we could talk about what? The vision fund and all that. Those that respond to the call. Those are the partners. And those are the ones that share in the blessing. You may attend, but not necessarily share because you're not yet a part. That means we're together. When, when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. You see, first he called himself respectful, Lord. I'm sorry, uh, sir or master. But by the end of this thing, he's not calling him, sir, he's calling him Lord. Lord was the title of Yahweh or Jehovah God. Peter was awestruck. And in effect, he was calling Jesus awesome. And the process came because in the middle of their depression, they called him Lord. Jesus got in the middle of it. And by the end of it, they're calling him awesome. God is not satisfied with us just calling him respectful names and titles. I'm out of time. But he wants to do some things in our lives that we have to call him awesome. God, you are amazing. You are wonderful. You are beyond words. You are beyond description. The Bible said that they gave him them a, a net breaking, a boat sinking, catch a fish. Now, I need to say this just before I wrap up. I think it was around 1985. They found a boat that was used in Peter's time. And uh, they had this boat in a museum. And that boat had the capacity to hold 2,000 pounds. Hear me. Now, let's say, now these guys were shorter, but let's say these guys were all big. Now, the Bible said Peter was in the boat. There wasn't the 12 yet because they, they hadn't all responded to the call. Peter was in the boat, but let's just say there were three others in the boat. So there's four, let's, let's say there are five with Jesus. Let's say they're all 200 pounds. That means there's a thousand pounds of people in the boat. So these, these are super big, you know, guys in the boat. They had to catch over a thousand pounds of fish to sink that boat. Do you understand the magnitude of what happens here? And these guys are fishermen. They are not hanging these up, up as trophies. They took these fish to the market and sold them. Because that's what they did for a living. In other words, Jesus, what he says, I'm going to prosper your family. So they're going to release you to walk with me. Are you hearing me? And God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's the same pattern. God has some things he wants to launch you into. He's like, man, I want to pay off some bills. I want to take care of some situations for my glory. Matter of fact, I think after they brought home that catch a fish, mama and them, and they were like, go on, Peter, hang out with that guy because <laughs> you're hearing me. Jesus, before they went into ministry, he took care of their families with over a thousand pounds of fish. But then another boat came. And that had another thousand pounds of fish. That's two thousand pounds of fish. At least. That's a ton of fish. That's huge. Has God changed? He's the same God. If we would let him into our stinky, smelly boat in the midst of our depression. If we obey him, he can bring us joy. The last thing I want to say before I'm done. One of the greatest reasons for depression is disobedience. Jesus said it this way. 
He said, listen, I gave this guy a talent, that guy a talent, three, two, five. And to the two that were faithful with their gifts and talents, his answer is to them is enter into my joy. That's his reward. The reason the church is miserable is because we disobedient. The world's not as miserable because they just walking in disobedience, but but they, they don't have that standard. Do you understand? The worst, the most unhappy person you ever meet is a backslidden saint. Because in their heart, they know better. They know there's more. That's the greatest level of frustration. I don't care how depressed you get in the world. It's not doesn't compare to how depressed you get in the kingdom. Remember what happened to Judas. Because you know there's more, there's better. Church, if we want to walk in joy, if you want to be able to share joy, you have to obey. And if you'd obey, you too can come into boat sinking, a net breaking, catch of whatever it is you need in your situation that will speak to the core of who you are, every head bowed and every eye closed. This has been a classic message from Bishop Derek Greer. We pray that God's word has equipped you to think big, do big, and live big in a way that your life overflows and blesses those around you. If you want to learn more about becoming a Christian or you feel that you need to rededicate your life to Christ, we want to walk you through the steps to do so. Go to gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more and watch videos from Bishop Greer that will guide you into your life in Christ. Again, that's gracechurchva.org salvation. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. While you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember... You have what it takes in Christ to live big.